The day that mankind first set foot upon the moon and the inhabitants of Gary, Indiana, looked out to see smoke rising from their lawns. It was raining, what amounted to a mold solution of sulfuric acid, the result of sulfur emitted by the industrial plants mixed with the rain. Lake Erie has been pronounced dead, no longer able to break down organic and inorganic substances entering that lake. Wow. In Los Angeles, warnings of dangerous atmospheric conditions are given. This is necessary to allow cancellation of schools, physical education classes, so that the children taking part in athletic games would not have to inhale large quantities of dangerous polluted air. Look here. Many residents of Tokyo have begun wearing filtering devices over their mouths to avoid directly breathing the airs of their city. Daunting, isn't it? The Donabu is now more brown than blue, the result of centuries of use as an open sewer. Oil spills are killing millions of fish and birds along the shores of nations around the world. Damn. The DDT and other non-degradable materials are accumulating to dangerous levels in fish and other foodstuffs consumed by man. In the United States, racial tension has burned whites hot through the 1960s. And this has been at least partly based on intolerable conditions in the ghettos of our cities. Let me read that one back again. In the United States, racial tension has burned white hot through the 1960s. And this has been at least partly based on the intolerable conditions in the ghetto of our cities. Pressure on the environment is escalating. The world population continues to grow while technology multiplies the environmental impact of each individual. Once travel was confined to walking distance, now a continent can be crossed in hours, but only by the use of an aircraft and the expanding of thousands of gallons of fuel. One man can now evacuate in a day what once would have required months but only by using earth-moving equipment made by tons of non-renewable material along with the burning of fuels. Man once used a few gallons of water each day. Now suburban Americans use as many as 100 gallons a day to bathe, flush toilets, wash clothes, water the lawn, and etc., this water is made available through various pumping devices and utilized by the gadgets and machinery of the modern home. This book I am reading to you was made 1960s or the 50s. This goes just from chapter one, environmental imperatives. The 60s they were talking about. Situations that we are going through now. In this figure, natural and state governments have set aside forest areas for the enjoyment of people today and in the future. Without such measures, it is conceivable that all natural areas would eventually disappear. Indication of future environmental problems can be seen 
all about as within us the new housing development more electric generators new roads and most importantly more people all the evidence indicates that this is a critical time for man or should we say mankind mankind has successfully modified the environment to make things more comfortable for himself but this has been done without an understanding of the complexity of the ecosystem of which he is a part of, without realization that resources are finite and that they can be exhausted, and without recognition of man's kind's own vulnerability. It is essential now that each individual gain an understanding of the major concepts concerning environment so that these concepts can be applied to the decisions that must be made if we are to live in harmony with the environment. These central concepts, the environmental imperatives, will be present in this chapter. To tell you this, that man is vulnerable. The impact of science and technology. Man has undoubtedly made amazing technological advances on an over-accelerating basis. Diseases that once ravaged whole populations have been eliminated or nearly eliminated. Ah. Communication systems have been incredibly accurate and complex. Computers have aided with the solution of problems and previously never ever on the moon. Huh? Let me read that one back. Computers have aided in the solution of problems previously never ever remotely within their grasp, within our grasp. Yeah, some people's books don't make sense with certain sentences. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> a decision was made to put a man on the moon, and he was put there. Those of us born in the 20th century have seen miracle after miracle accomplished by our science and technology. And this is understandably has led us to believe that no problem is beyond solution of man. People. I can tell you. There is problems that are beyond the solution of man, mankind. Here's one, depression. Yes, depression. Depression is something that man nor mankind can fix. You don't know why? Because in days like this, where everyone is so stuck up in their phones and stuck up with me, 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 and what can I get and take, 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 we have lost our ability to come together for right reasonings. We have tend to be put in a box and it's showing more and more as this pandemic is going on. We are in our own holding cells. Depression is on the rise, suicide is on the rise, homicide and food scarcity and things like that. So there are 
a lot of things that are major problems in society right now that are way over man's ability. Saying that, to say this, we must submit to that higher being whether we like it or not. The most high. I'm just putting that in there because that's just what I believe. Let me ask you this. Has anyone ever in their entire life, those of you who are listening, get into some trouble, recognize it, and you're just like, oh, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. But you call yourself an atheist or something like that. Interesting, isn't it? You say, oh, I'm an atheist. and I don't believe in all this other stuff. Well, when you run into the right type of trouble, you start saying with your mouth, professing that you have a belief. Moving from there is to say, hey, we're not the know-it-alls. At this time that we're living in, man and mankind are playing a god. Yes, man and mankind are playing god. I'll be honest, and I can tell you straight up, it's disheartening to see that, and it's troubling, yes. But let me ask you this. What is the most overlooked is that we have aimed at solutions of specific problems and have not had the capacity to analyze the indirect effects of these solutions. This shortcoming becomes increasingly important as technology improves and thereby gains aided capacity for increased impact. The fact that science and technology, while solving many problems, have systematically created a situation that threatens man and mankind himself with elimination from this earth. Hmm. Changing atmospheric conditions, it is imperative to understand that man is vulnerable. The conditions that exist eh, or are created about him affect him directly. And these here are no reason to expect that man stays on this earth will be permanent. Think about it. Our impact on this beautiful earth is causing us a form of vulnerability that could wipe us off. That's what this book is saying. We continue to pollute the air and to feel that this pollution will in some way be absorbed within the ecosystem without any direct effect on human beings. Yet the earth atmosphere has not always been as it is today. 21% oxygen and 78% nitrogen. Many billions of years ago, the atmosphere was primarily composed of methane and ammonia, substances toxic to the most form of life on earth today. Consequently, change in the composition of the atmosphere is not only possible, but has happened before. Since the conditions of the earth is continuously changing, there is ever reason to expect that a major change in the composition of the atmosphere will occur again. Over the last several years, there has been evidence of change in the world's temperature. 
Now you're talking about it. Look at it. Just look at it. Change that some believe have been brought about by the increase of carbon dioxide in the air, a result of internal combustion engines. Cars, trucks, things like that. But hey, you know, that's our advancement. Trains and planes. Whew, fun times. This is felt to be of such significance that it could cause major change in environmental conditions throughout the world. Now, let me ask you guys this. Overseas in Japan and China and certain other foreign countries, I've seen videos of them having like smog in India. They have a horrible smog in their ecosystem. And I remember talking to someone about that and they said, well, that's just because they're overpopulated. Might be, but also because of the constant use of combustions and not filtering out all that smog from the motors and engines and stuff like that. Now, for us to have a survival of a species over the years as change have occurred in the biosphere, these changing conditions have proven favorable in particular species, species that were better adapted or were able to adapt themselves, have thrived at the expense of others. As each individual of a species has life expectancy, there also appears to be a life expectancy of each species. Each is eliminated, either by extinction or by evolution. As conditions change to favor others, interestingly, the average stay on Earth for species appears to be approximately 2 million years, about as long as scientists now believe that man has been on Earth. Um, that two million years, that's what scientists believe. The facts are, we have been here for the beginning of time. This right here is a prime example of mixing truth with falsehood. And how we cannot really trust man or mankind for factual information unless directly given from a source other than just man. When man says, oh, scientists said this and da da da, I'm going to be honest with you. Show me the facts. Show me the data. Because at one point in time, they literally told us we're only as old as the Bible, which is a few like 7,000 years or 6,000 years. Now in this book of the 60s, it says 2 million years. Because, you know, scientists. This is why you cannot trust that which is always given to you. Unless the reputation is trustworthy. And I can bear witness to that. I personally have had situations where I had to cleanse myself up because people have told me. Hey, you're sounding fairly faulty. We don't need that in our lives. We need truth. For men, the only real difference in circumstances is the capacity to make massive change. In the environment, 
What he has not considered are the ramifications of all these changes. Man has the power to cause environmental conditions in which he may thrive on or perish. Perhaps the most striking example of man having caused an intolerable condition is the city of the 20th century. Man has followed the basic rules of all species to increase his own kind. Normally, when the population of the species increase, other species, the natural enemies, take advantage of the opportunity presented by such growth as improved food sources. The population of the growing species is reduced, and once again, a balanced condition prevails. However, man has been able to eliminate so many of his enemies that his own numbers have continued to increase. He has also continued to modify the environment to make it more pleasant for himself and to make his life easier. Man first changed from being a gatherer of food to being a herder of animals. Then he developed agriculture, making the gathering of food considerably easier. Eventually, he reached the point where he could produce much more food than he needed for himself. Since everyone was no longer needed in food production, some men could be moved away from the primary occupation of farming and herding to a new occupation. This, in turn, led to the beginning of the Industrial Revolution and the development of the modern-day cities. There have been many experiments with animals to determine the effects of overcrowding. The results have shown it to be the cause of psychotic behavior, aggressiveness, and hostility. Such disturbances in behavior appear to be increasing amongst residents in our modern cities. Now, I'm going to give you another break. I want you all to look up the rat science experiment. I forget exactly what it was, but there was a scientist, a few scientists that made like this rat hotel where it was just like I think it was like 40 rats or something like this and they made it where it was self-sustaining the rats had everything that they needed in this little rat mecca place go check that out that's pretty much where we are at in society today yet we don't see it yet we are blind to it just saying this from the 60s shows that today we are falling as a society due to us having too much. What do you mean having too much? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? I said it. We have too much. And we don't understand the detriment that this is causing we see something, it's nothing for us to get it. Just a little bit of time. Other than that, it's nothing. Sincerely. And that's the same thing with that rat uh, experiment that they did. It got gruesome over time. It really did. And this person, these scientists done it around about 20 times, I believe. And the end result, I don't want to tell you. I want you to look that up for yourself. Learn something. Because... We are at that time in society right now. It is not nice. If you look at the rat 
test that they did, you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, daily, we see references to suicide, murders, and other violent crimes that seem to have no rational basis. The hostility of shoppers in crowded department stores, Friday, uh, Black Friday, that's one of them. Rooms often seem normal to people living in densely populated areas. You know, this aggression only comes into perceptive perception when seen through the eyes of people who have lived in less crowded communities. Urban society through centuries of action directed at improving conditions of life without understanding environmental considerations. Man has created conditions intolerable to himself. The mixed sorrow, hostility, frustration, and de defeated the purpose. How can I say this? We as a people need to bag up and think. Reverse some of this way of living that we have. I've been studying people that do minimalism and I respect them highly. Not just because their ability to let go, but their understanding of Less is more. And the peace that you have without stuff always around you. The cities are beautiful. The urban areas have an opportunity not to be a downer, a Debbie Downer. But this story here is to prove to us we need help. We really do. We think we have it, but we don't. Look at it. It says this from the 60s. I'm 30. And this is 2022. Do you know how this is before I was born? And this is showcasing what we are living through now. But until next time, that's just a gem for you. Thank you for listening. And I leave you as I came. In the words of peace of Assalamu alaikum.